Hey, welcome to the Central Westland Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. We hope that today you find God's Word to be encouraging, challenging, and inspiring your life today. We would love to connect with you through our Facebook page and Instagram page. All you got to do is look on Facebook or Instagram and search for Central Westland Church. Please know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you enjoy this week's message. I'm the head wrestling coach for Southwest Randolph Wrestling Team. We got quarantined for 10 days, 15 days ago. So we were off for 10 days and we had to go back to practice. So I had 10 days off where I was doing nothing. Well, I mean, I was still doing my work at the church, but I wasn't doing anything physically. And so that started back up this week. So not only did I go back to the gym four days in a row. I started practice back again. So that, that took a toll on my body. It was 75 degrees on Christmas. It's colder outside right now than it was when I was eating oysters Friday night. Does anybody else eat oysters for New Year's? Did anybody do it this year? Pew in the back. That's what I'm talking about. All right. I, I, I usually can't stomach more than four oysters at a time before I'm just going to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it is. Whoever was the first person to crack into an oyster and eat it, like, they were, they were in a bad place, right? Them things are, mm. But I ate 20. Friday night, I had 20 oysters. Y'all, that's impressive, okay? I don't, I don't care who it is. That's impressive. Um, so my body is confused. Is anybody else's body confused this morning, like, with the weather? With, I mean, we just went through the, the week of the year that is like the most useless week of the year. In between Christmas and New Year's, it's like everybody's dead. It's like the year's done, I'm done, and then we start 2022 or next year, 2023, whatever the new year is, and we finally get back in the swing of things. So my body's confused, your body's confused. Let's, let's come out of this confusion together this morning. Uh, many people don't know this about me. In fact, I'm not sure anybody in this room knows this about me. I dabble on the piano. I dabble on the piano. Not anymore. Like if you were to ask me, actually, I wanted to. I actually did want to. I didn't have time this week. I wanted to get my piano book out and I wanted to play something for you when I told you that. I wanted to go up there. I know how to play when the saints go marching in. I can play that, right? So uh, my last semester of college, I, I had nothing to do my last semester of college. I had one class I had to take in order to graduate with a degree that I had, Christian Ministries. And the one class I had to take was the psychology class. It wasn't Bible. It wasn't anything religious. It, it was nothing religious at all. It had nothing to do with Jesus. It was psychology. And that's all I had to take to graduate. So I had to go back for a whole semester into South Carolina in order to graduate because of one class that had nothing to do with Jesus. Well, SWU makes everything about Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. But the class was not so technically about Jesus. So I decided I was going to take piano. And that semester was like the easiest semester I'd ever had in my life. And I made piano my priority, okay? So when you, when, I take, when you take piano at SWU, you have to practice for a minimum of three hours a week. So you have all week 
to practice three hours. My meeting was on a Tuesday. Everybody else's is whenever they get it lined up. I met on a Tuesday. So from Tuesday after I got done with my lesson to the following Tuesday, I had to practice for three hours. And you had to log it, and the teacher would look at it every week. Well, every single week, I would have at least six hours. Like, I doubled the time. And this is nothing on my own. Like, this was strictly, this has nothing to do with me, like, being good at the piano. Because trust me, I'm not good at the piano. But I put in more, I would go on a limb to say, I probably put in more time in one semester playing the piano than many of the students that walked through there that weren't music majors. Like music majors, they have to spend time, like they're forced to. For somebody who doesn't have to, I spent double, if not triple the amount of time I was supposed to. So I progressed through the book a lot quicker than most other people did because I made piano my priority. And right now, we're in a season of life where we're starting to take a look at what we're prioritizing in our lives. Like we got New Year's resolutions that everybody, has everybody got their New Year's resolution? Who thinks they have the weirdest New Year's resolution? I only seen one hand as far as New Year's resolution goes anyway, so it looks like nobody's resoluting. Is that a verb? I don't know. I have a New Year's resolution. It's pretty ambitious. I want to read a book a month, which is 12 books in a year, other than books that I read in school that I had to read, I've probably read no more than two, maybe three books in my year life. What? Yeah, if y'all didn't hear that, in my life, right? I'm just not a big reader. Other than this thing right here, I don't, I don't do a whole lot of reading. So my New Year's resolution this year is to read a book a month. But right now we're in a time of our lives where we're looking at what we are going to prioritize for the next year, whether it be our health, whether it be our walk with Jesus, whether it be our job, maybe we want to become a better family man or family woman or, or whatever that looks like for you. I don't know. What was your one New Year's resolution? She was the only one to raise your hand. Working out. We got health. All right. So I feel like most of the time New Year's resolutions fall in between one of two categories, health or Jesus. Like does anybody have a New Year's resolution outside of one or two of those things? No. Well, book a month, mine's technically about Jesus, so um, well, it'll fall there, or education or something like that. So we're taking a look at our priorities, and I want to tell you something this morning, and it is this. God actually sets your priorities for you, or at least he tells us some of the most important things that we probably, that we have to have in our lives in order for us to live a godly life. And and okay, I get it. Like God doesn't set every single priority for you in your life, but he also knows that you have to have certain priorities at the very top of your list. And he tells you exactly what those are. Now, he still does go out and tell you through this word that there are some priorities that you have to place above other things in life. And if, and if I can find Timothy, there you are. Okay. First Timothy 4.8 says this. It reads, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So this is a, a minor priority. And it's not minor, but we're looking at different priorities that God sets out in the Bible. This one talks about bodily health versus godliness. So in 1 Timothy 4.8, uh, Paul writes to Timothy and he says that, while bodily training is of some value. So we know that having a good body, paying attention to your health, that does have value. 
but it should not take priority over godliness because godliness is what holds promise for the present life and for the life to come. Your health does not hold, uh, apparently, your health does not hold promise for the life to come, right? Now, we also know that as Christians, our body is a temple and that we want to take care of it, but our health does not take priority over our godliness. Our godliness takes priority over our health. If you were to turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians and you were to read the whole chapter 13, right? The love chapter of the Bible. It talks about how it's great if you speak in tongues and, and it's great if you have all the knowledge of, of everything in the world and it's great if you give all your stuff away, right? All those things are great, but the priority is to love. If you have not love, you gain nothing. And again, in verse 13, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. So you got faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love, right? So we have to prioritize our love. If you're doing stuff that's out of love, you're gaining nothing in it. You have to do everything out of love. So there's some things, speaking in tongues, however you want to process that, uh, knowledge, having all the knowledge, right? Giving all your stuff away, all that stuff is great. But if you're not doing it in love, you're gaining nothing. You have to prioritize how, what you are doing and how you are doing it, which is through love in order for it to be done the right way. But I want to get down to the bare bones basic of what God has to say about the priorities in our lives. And in order to do that, I have to flip all the way back to the Old Testament. Yes, all the way back to Exodus. Look at your neighbor and tell him, we're going to Exodus. I'm being dead serious. Look at your neighbor. Tell him we're going to Exodus. All right, Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. We're in the Ten Commandments. It reads this. You shall have no other gods before me. God is placing the primary priority of your life for you in this verse. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me. That means put absolutely nothing else in front of God. But we've made putting God's, little g, God's, before God, big G, right? We've made putting little God's before God so common that it's almost unrecognizable now. As far as we worship money more than we worship God. We worship family more than we worship God. We worship our jobs more than we worship God. We worship, we worship spots more than we worship God. Uh, did I get tongue twisted up in there? Probably at some point in time, but that's okay. Right? We've made putting God's little g above God, big G, so common that it's almost unrecognizable. And yet God sets our number one priority for us in Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, when he says... You shall have no other gods before me. You see, any hobby that you put more time into or way more time into than you put into your relationship with Christ is something that you are turning into a God. If you sit there and watch television all day, every day, and you're worshiping Jeopardy, I mean, I, who's the new Jeopardy host nowadays since Alex Trebek is gone? Does anybody know? Nobody even knows because he's that insignificant. Or she, I don't even know who it is. Nobody knows, right? You have it? Who is it? Ken Jennings, Ken Jennings right? Okay, so if you watch Jeopardy for five hours a day and you're only giving God maybe an hour, you're worshiping Ken Jennings, whoever that is. 
right? We've made putting gods before God so common that it's almost unrecognizable now. But the priorities that God gives you are meant to help you. So God places these priorities into your life, and they're not meant to be a burden. They are meant to help you. Because God wouldn't set priorities for you if they were going to hurt you, right? As a head coach of a wrestling team, when I, kill, when I tell kids to do things, I don't tell them to do things because I know it's going to hurt them. I tell them to do things because I know it's going to help them. Yet for some reason, they always insist on doing stuff that's the opposite of what I tell them to do. And I'm like, why'd you do that? And they're like... I don't know. And I'm like, well, you, I was telling you to do this, and you did this. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, well, quit telling me I don't know. Just tell me why you're doing the opposite of what I'm telling you to do. I'm not telling you to do it because I know it's going to hurt you. I'm telling you to do it because I know it's going to help you. And that's what God's telling you in Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. He says, you shall have no other gods before me. He's not telling you that because it's going to hurt you. He's telling you that because it's going to help you. When God sets priorities for you, he's doing it so it helps you. When, it, when everything you do is out of love, that helps you. When everything that you do is because you're trying to become more godly, that's going to help you. You can't become more godly by, coming, by becoming more fit. But believe it or not, you, become, you can become more fit by becoming more godly because you're readying yourself for service. All right, You may not be able to see it now, but someday it will become evident that what God's priorities are for you help you. You may not be able to see it now, but at some point in time in the future, it will become evident. When you start putting God first in your life, when you make him the priority, it will become evident. And then we have the fact that big priorities are surrounded by little priorities. And we have to make sure that we get those little priorities right. So if your New Year's resolution is to lose weight, for instance... That is a massive priority. If your New Year's resolution is to lose weight, like there's a lot that goes into losing weight. So if you have the big priority of losing weight for New Year's, how many different little priorities go into that? Well, you're probably going to have to eat healthier, right? That's a smaller priority that goes into the bigger priority of losing weight. So you got to eat healthier. Uh, you have to work out a smaller priority that goes into the bigger priority of, of losing weight, Right? If you're going to work out, we have another smaller priority that's even smaller than, than actually getting to the gym. It's you're going to have to sacrifice either sleep or time with your family, one of those two, because you're going to be spending time at the gym, which you normally don't do. So you're either going to have to wake up earlier or you're going to have to get home later from work. So you're either sacrificing sleep or you're sacrificing time with your family. Uh, so you got work. Uh, you're, you may have to... What else do you have to do to lose weight? Really, that's it. you got to work out and you got to eat healthier. Uh, it starts in the sleep better, right? So you can't, you can't lose but so much sleep. Uh, if you ask John Wesley, who is what we branched out of, right? If you ask him, I was reading a book out from him, not from him. Was it from him? No, I was reading a history book about the Wesleyan church. And he had a quote in there, like the person who wrote it quoted John Wesley. And I don't know why this ended up in a history book, but it did. And John Wesley, man, that dude was crazy, right? That, he's, he's back in the time where people were riding on horses, like he rode circuit riding, right? He was riding on horses and stuff to get from place to place to preach. And he would say, he said that if men were getting more than six hours of sleep, they were wasting time with God. What? 
I'm dead serious. John Wesley said that. And that's what he believed. He said, if, if men are getting, and then he said women get six and a half or seven. I don't know why. Don't, don't, don't come at me for that. You can go back at John Wesley, all right? All right. I don't know why, but he said, if men are getting more than six hours of sleep, they're wasting time. They're not doing, they're, they're not being as godly as they can possibly be with God. And so we have to know that there are a lot of little priorities that surround big priorities like losing weight. Let's say you want to be a better follower of Jesus this year. That's your number one uh, New Year's resolution is I want to be a better follower of Jesus. That is a massive priority. There's a lot that goes into that, right? We have the little priority of, well, in order to be a better follower of Jesus, which is really big, right? In order to do that, you probably need to become a better prayer. Like it probably wouldn't hurt for your prayer life to pick up a little bit. I would say, in fact, that every single person in this room could benefit from their prayer life picking up a little bit. Myself included. Right? So you have the smaller priority, which is still a priority, of picking up your prayer life. Another smaller priority of reading. You have to read your Bible. In order to become a better follower of Jesus, you have to read your Bible. In order to become a better follower of Jesus, you probably need to treat people a little bit better. Especially if you're mean right now. Like, don't be mean. Jesus wasn't mean. Jesus loved sinners, right? And, I mean, he was, you know, he was flipping tables on the, on the people exchanging money in the temples. That's because that's righteous anger, right? So, we have, to, we have to read. We have to pray. We have to treat people better. We need to make sure we're in church. We're making sure that we're doing all the commandments that God has to do. Like tithing. That, that impacts your spirituality. If you're not tithing versus when you're tithing, that impacts your spirituality whether you know that or not. And so, there's a lot of little priorities that go into the big priorities that we actually set out for ourselves. Like losing weight or becoming a better follower of Jesus. But even these little priorities matter. Okay? If I were to flip my Bible to Luke chapter 16, you would read, if I can get there, you would read that in verse 10, well, really from uh, Luke chapter 16, verse 1, all the way to verse 13, where he's talking about the parable of the dishonest manager, right? You go through that whole story, and then you get down to verse 10, and it reads this, one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. And the one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. And so what he is saying here in Luke chapter 16 verse 10 is, is first off we have the parable and the, the dude, he gives out the money, right? And then the one guy is not very uh, faithful with it. And so what, what God is saying is I'm trusting you to put in your effort, Okay. You have to put in your effort with the little priorities in order for the bigger priority to become to come to fruition, like prayer, reading, and fasting. I didn't throw that in there, but there we are. It's the little ways of showing love that go a long way. Wives, feel free to look at your husbands and tell them it's the little things. Right, You can sit there and tell them it's the little things because it's the little ways of love, uh, of showing those loves that go a long way. Uh, I was out with my dad the other day, and I have recently started seeing someone. And so uh, uh, it was kind of weird. It was uh, me and this girl and then my dad. So that's weird a little bit, maybe, right? And uh, And... I don't know who does this anymore. I do it, all, I do it every time. Uh, we'll go out to eat or something like that, and I'll pick her up, and I'll open the car door for her. Oh, my 
God, that's like the greatest thing in the world, right? If you open the car door for the woman, it's like, pff, no, apparently nobody does that anymore. So I do that. And uh, we, so my, my dad, I, I, I do it most of the time, okay? I don't do it every single time. The only times I don't do it, I even, I even ask, I almost ask for permission not to do it. I'm like, do you have your door on your own this time? Like, like she's not capable of getting her own door. I know she's capable, right? But... It's like, I'll give you an example. If we park and then somebody comes and parks after us and it's a really tight space, I'm like, I'm like uh, that's a really tight space. You want to get your own door this time, you know? Instead of two people, it gets, it gets uh, squishy in there, right? So uh, that, is only, that is like the only time I will not open her door. And so we're going out to my car and I go to the passenger side and I'm sure my dad's thinking, what is this guy doing? Is she going to drive? And I open up her door and I let her in and she gets in and I shut the door. I walk around the car. I get in on my side, sit down, and dad's in the back seat. Of course, of course he's chirping away back there, doing whatever. And he's like, uh, what are you going to do? He's talking to my friend at this time, and he's like, uh, what are you going to do when he stops opening the door for you? And I was like, who said I was ever going to stop opening the door, you know? And it's because uh, it's the little things that go a long way. And it's the little things that go a long way even in your relationship with Jesus. I don't, I'm not saying that praying and reading the word are little things, but when the big thing is I want to become a better follower of Jesus, praying and reading the word become little priorities that feed into that bigger priority. And when you're doing those little priorities, it goes a long ways. You can't expect to achieve the bigger priorities if the little ones aren't achieved first anyways, right? You can't skip rungs on a ladder and expect to get to the top. Right, if you are trying to climb a ladder, has anybody ever been climbing a ladder for real? Like you're not like stepping up to change the light bulb out, like you're climbing a ladder for real to get on top of a roof. Like that's real ladder climbing right there. We're not step stooling, we ladder climbing, right? And then uh, my favorite, this he doesn't he doesn't miss a rung. The the ladder actually didn't latch. But Christmas Vacation, wow, amen. What a movie, right? Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Everybody know what I'm talking about? Clark Griswold, yeah. Uh, he, the first time he starts to go up the ladder, the ladder does not lock in place and he slides back down. Talk about scary, right? Woo! Oh, I don't know what I would do. I would have to go inside and change my pants. I know that much. But if I were climbing a regular ladder and I missed a rung, I'd probably hit my face on the rung in front of me, right? I'm going to miss the rung, my foot's going to slip, and I'm going to go forward, bam. Kind of like if you're going down the stairs or up the stairs. I was thinking about this the other day, and I don't know whether it's worse to fall up the stairs or down the stairs for me personally. Because if I fall down the stairs, I'm probably just going to hit my butt and I'm going to slide down, right? I'll be fine. My butt might hurt, but I'll be fine. But if I miss the stairs going up the stairs, typically I'm charging those stairs. Like I don't take stairs lightly. I'm, right, I'm getting up the stairs, especially when the monsters behind me are chasing me up the stairs when I turned all the lights off downstairs, right? You got to get away from those things. So you sprint up the stairs, right? But when you miss a stair, you're hitting your face. You ain't sliding down on your butt. You're going forward, right? You're in trouble then. So I haven't figured out which one is worse yet. But you can't expect to miss rungs on the ladder. You can't expect to miss stairs on the uh, to miss steps on the stairs and get to the top. You have to achieve the little things first. It's it's rung by rung by rung. It's prayer by reading by fasting by tithing by doing all the disciplines that you're supposed to do as a Christian that gets you to becoming a better follower of Jesus on top of the roof. Right. 
when you accomplish the little things, someday it just may manifest itself into the big, the big thing when you're not even noticing. So all of a sudden you're praying every day, you're reading every day, you're tithing every Sunday, you're being faithful in your fellowship with other people, you're treating people better, and all of a sudden you don't even realize it, and yet you are just light and salt on the earth, and people see Jesus when they look at you, and they just see a good Christian who is following Jesus and is leading others to Jesus and has fruit, all because the little things add up, because it's the little things that count. Like making your bed every day. If you can get up and make your bed every day, it's a little thing. But I guarantee you, your day will start out differently if you get up and make your bed every single day. And then listen to that one right there, man. And if, if God provides the priorities, he'll provide the power. Okay? If God provides the priorities, he'll provide the power. He'll provide the power of strength to overcome or endure anything that may get in the way of you getting that priority. He'll provide the strength to get over it, to, to push through it, whatever. He'll provide the joy of, of taking those little steps in order to reach the bigger priority. He will provide that for you. He'll provide the peace in order to have serenity on your journey of, doing, of getting to the bigger priority on the little steps on the way. If God provides the priorities, he'll provide the power. Because God isn't going to leave you alone with the priorities. Why would God give you a priority and expect you to reach it if he's not going to be with you? Because God is always with you. He's given us the Holy Spirit, right? And so if he provides the priorities, he'll provide the power. God wants to see you achieve your goals. Like if we're just really honest, like God really wants to see you achieve your goals, especially when those goals are godly goals. Especially when those goals are either one, uh, loving others, or loving him or helping others love him. Like those are the three biggest areas that God wants to see you achieve your goals. Loving others, loving him, and helping others love him. If your goals have something to do with that, God more 100% wants to see you achieve those goals. And in doing so, when you achieve those goals, hopefully you are someone who returns the glory back to him. It's not in your power. Right, If he's providing the priority, he's providing the power, it's his power. So when he gets you through, when he gives you the strength and the peace and the joy to endure and overcome and be content and have serenity and be kind through it all, when you do all that stuff and people notice, hopefully you are someone who gives the glory back to him, which is another reason why God wants you to achieve your goals. And then you have to trust in the big to get the little. And when I say trust in the big, I'm no longer talking about priorities. I'm talking about God. You have to trust in him to get the little. Because if we turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 12 and we start in verse 22, it reads this. And he said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor your body what you will put on, for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? So we have all this stuff about being anxious and God providing for the animals and how much more valuable we are to him than the ravens are. And we skip down to verse 31, and it says, Instead of being anxious about all these things, instead of that, seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you. 
Don't worry about all this other stuff. All this other stuff is a lesser priority. Instead, give me the priority that I deserve. I'm your creator. Seek my kingdom and I will take care of you. That's what God's saying right here. God's saying, I got you. You prioritize what I'm telling you to prioritize and I'll make sure that the little things come along. And you may not, you, you, you don't think they're little. Like when, he, when he's talking about, in the, when, when Luke's writing about what you will eat and what you're going to put on your body, like th- to those, that's not, that's not little for us. But when you're looking at it in the grand scheme of things of seeking his kingdom, that's the biggest thing. He says these things will be added to you. You've got to trust in the big in order to get the little. Take this priority, make it a goal, and watch God take care of you. He doesn't just provide the power for the priority. He provides everything. And band, you can come on up. I'm, I'm about to close out. Um, one last thing. Your heart follows your priorities. Your heart will follow where your priorities lie. I tell you that because just, just three verses later in Luke chapter 12, it reads this. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And your heart can only be in one place at one time. If your heart lies with money, it's, it's only going to be with money. You can't serve two, two gods. Right? If, you, if your heart belongs with your job, it can't be with your job and God. It's, 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 it's with your job or it's with God. It's with money or it's with God. It's with your family or it's with God. It's with sports or it's with God. It's with whatever you are, are making a God in your life that isn't God or it's God. Your heart's only in one place at one time. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What and, and what you treasure, you prioritize. Obviously. If you have a treasure, you're going to prioritize protecting that treasure. And your heart's going to follow that. I've recently started watching the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Caribbean, Caribbean, however you want to pronounce it, whatever. There's a huge debate out there. I could care less. I think they're great movies. And in, in the second one... It's called Dead Man's Chest. There's literally a live beating heart inside of a treasure chest. If that doesn't scream where your treasure is, your heart is also, I don't know what does. We literally have a live beating heart in a treasure chest, people. Right, but when you watch Johnny Depp play Jack Sparrow, uh, and, and he's playing a pirate, of course, like whenever they know where treasure is, that's their priority. And there's nothing that's going to stop Jack Sparrow from getting to that treasure. Even uh, what's the famous guy, uh, Davy Jones. I'm deep in this stuff, people. I am deep flying Dutchman stuff. I mean, I don't know what we got going on. But you'll never be fulfilled storing up, storing up treasure in areas that aren't eternal. You will not be fulfilled until you start storing up your treasures in heaven. So make God your priority. Life will go better. You will be given a new set of eyes to see different perspectives and a new heart to take on this world, which we know is ruled at this present time by Satan because he is the prince of the air of this time. And so we have to have those new sets of eyes. We have to have that new heart, that renewal, that born-again flesh that Jesus so provides through his blood that we take on and makes us righteous. We have to have that. We have to make God our priority. Let us pray.
Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word, for every single word that goes into this Bible, Lord. It was well, it was so faithful. And the, the authors, they put thought and faithfulness and, and Holy Spirit inspired words down, Lord, and they have made them all the way back from your time to us today. And that is something to shout about because we have your living, breathing word that we get to preach from, that we get to teach from, that we get to learn about, that we get to try to live, Lord. And so we just call on your strength to, to help us realize the priorities that you have given us. Lord, may we take those on with a yoke, knowing that you are carrying it with us. Because you don't leave us alone when you give us priorities. You don't leave us alone when we have goals. In fact, you want to see us achieve them. And Lord, we're thankful for that. So we just ask for an awareness of the Holy Spirit that carries us through this life. That empowers us and gives us strength. That loves us and and makes us feel like we know we're loved. We love you. And we just ask that you would help us worship well during this time. It's in your precious and holy name that we pray and everybody said, amen.